0: Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Okay, today we're going to talk about menstruation and menopause. Now, it's hugely important, because this is 50% of the population of the planet. Now, menstrual disorders are a global problem now. And we're talking irregularities, irregular menstrual cycles, heavy bleeding, infrequent um, menstruation looking at menstrual problems, affects 75% of our adolescent females. It's the main reason for gynecological existence. And of uh, these, and this is according to the British um, Medical Journal, Women's Health, uh, quote, of the participants, 97.8% reported at least one form of menstrual disorder. So something is, is negatively affecting our our female population. Now, menopause... <coughs> If you look at this, you can have forced menopause by having a hysterectomy. But in the natural progression, figure a woman's menstrual cycle starts, you know, between around 12 or so, plus or minus a couple of years. Earlier menstruation uh, typically means a toxic environmental exposure. Now, premenopause, or the normal productive life, typically um, lasts until 35, 45, around there. Perimenopause, where you're going to have irregular menstrual cycles, goes from around 45 to around 50. Then you get into menopause and postmenopausal. And these are natural stages of evolution, of, of how your body evolves on this planet. And there's certain cultures that don't have any, um, any terms for menopause. Now, menopause, Okay, and these are where the complications arise. The quality of a woman's life is severely threatened um, in the period of menopause by increasing symptoms and we're talking, present research shows psychological complications because of the the change in estrogen and progesterone, cutaneous complications, so you're looking at skin, urogenital complications, cardiac complications, musculoskeletal complications, so there's there's something that, that our population is exposed to. More menopausal complications. Insomnia, depression, fatigue, irritability, headache, hair loss, urinary incontinence, bl- blood pressure elevations or low blood pressure, muscle and bone pain, hot flashes. I mean, th- this is, so, so it's a big problem. So you've got to ask yourself the question. Why is there an increasing problem with menstrual disorders and, and menopause complications? Are there common factors that could be affecting both menstruation and menopause? Could there be correlation with, oh, say, processed foods filled with chemicals or antibiotics, toxic drinking or bathing water, toxic food or drink containers, toxic cosmetic products, toxic cleaning products? Toxic drugs, and I'm talking prescription or recreational. Toxic injections. um, Now, um, environmental toxins. Hormone altering, like oral contraceptive and and medications. So we have to look. We've got a perfect recipe for disaster. Uh, When you're talking physical, chemical, and emotional stress, what do all of these stressors do? Well, they tax the adrenal gland. They, They overload the pancreas. Thyroid gets negatively affected. That That's in, um, implicated in the hair loss and skin issues and metabolism issues, nutrient deficiencies, okay, and particularly if you're looking at the standard American diet. Sedentary lifestyle is actually toxic to the system. You add in toxic environment, toxic processed foods, antibiotics which are laced in not just... In a pill form, but this is in commercially produced bread products. Okay, this is anything sprayed with glyphosates. Most medications and even surgery that's removing organs, such as tonsils, negatively affect the immune system. Gallbladder, if that's removed, that negatively affects hormone production. Appendixes, um, if those are removed, you're talking a 60% increase in, in colon cancer. So doctors are taking these organs out without, without looking at the repercussions. Now, short-term effects of chronic stress, and this is what, what keeps you alive. Uh, hormone imbalances occur or hormonal changes. Adrenal insufficiency. This is a state which, which adrenals can't really respond adequately. And overstimulation of the thyroid leads to depletion. And the thyroid can also be disrupted by excess estrogens. And when you look at at endocrine disruptors, things that are like hormones but not hormones, and most pesticides are are estrogen-based, you're literally living in a sea of estrogen. And this is one of the reasons um, women are misdiagnosed with thyroid issues. Then you're looking at an overproduction of cortisol. And this is a normal response to stress, but chronic stress... If you have excess cortisol, you're looking at increased calcium mobilization. So, this is going to lead to osteoporosis and just a weakening of the system. Now, you're adapting to chronic stress, or so your adaptation means that there's a hyperstimulation or a sympathetic dominant system. Because remember, you've got that automatic nervous system. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's the sympathetic. That's your normal response to stress. Then you have the rest, digest, and repair system, and that's that's the parasympathetic or regenerative system. Now, those that automatic nervous system or autonomic nervous system, you need to have balance. Now, this in a stress state or sympathetic dominant state, the digestive, reproductive, endocrine system all begins to break down because of lack of nutrients. You're not absorbing it. Remember, rest, digestion, and repair is interrupted. And if your resting is interrupted by hot flashes and sleep problems, your adrenals become exhausted. Cortisol levels drop. Now, the adrenals are usually the first order of endocrine function breakdown. Now, this is followed by insulin-producing portion of the pancreas, thyroid, ovaries, parathyroid, pineal gland, pituitary finally the link to the autonomic nervous system the hypothalamus and the hypothalamus is one of the keys because that you figure you've got two communication pathways chemical and electrical the chemical communication pathways are called hormones and the electrical pathway is called the nervous system now that hypothalamus is is got a, a a foot in both and this is why any physical or sensory input into the brain synapses in that hypothalamus and then the hypothalamus can can d- decide where it's going to respond with either the nervous system or hormonal system. So it even regulates the pituitary. Now why are women more susceptible to stress? Well one, female hormonal imbalances often related to stress response and, and let's look at chronic stress imbalances your cortisol level. Cortisol imbalance deregulates female hormones, such as estrogen. Now, both estrogen and progesterone are necessary in the female cycle, and their balance is key for optimal health. The menstrual cycle further depletes the body of nutrients uh, required for normal function. So you're living in a sea of estrogen, you're you're pesticides, you're living in a toxic environment and a high-stressed environment. So what are the solutions? Well, number one, um, if you're taking medications, find out why. Okay, and when I say avoid all medications, no one's suffering from a lack of medications. I mean, some people are going to require it. Like if you have damage to the pancreas, um, then insulin is going to keep you alive. But look at synthetic hormones. Avoid all medications if you can. Uh, Work with a doctor that's going to help you get off of them. And avoid synthetic hormones. When you talk bioidentical, they are not identical and they're not 100% bioavailable. Because your body secretes hormones which are chemical messengers in the right dose at the right time. Now, a high-fat, low-carbohydrate diet is incredibly good for healthy hormone productions. But look at healthy fats. And I'm talking um, healthy animal fats like ghee or, or butter from healthy animals, so coconut oil, olive oil, organic, and, and avoid seed oils like corn oil, canola oil, or rapeseed oil. Okay, look, look at that. Those are dangerous oils. So high-fat, low-carb diets. And when you're eating carbohydrates, look at the healthy carbs. Look at fresh fruit, fresh vegetables. And then regular exercise is the key. When you're exercising, not only... Are you balancing your hormones? You're increasing blood supply and blood regeneration or blood vessel regeneration. It's called angiogenesis. And this helps uh, cardiovascular function. It helps brain function. Helps lymph flow. Helps alkalinize the system. Regular exercise is vital. Then you've got supplements to fill nutritional voids and address the emotional imbalances. When we talk physical, chemical, emotional, all three affect the body the same way. Then essential oils um, are fantastic. They stimulate the limbic system, but also have powerful physiologic effects and get proper sleep. Now, when we say almost all medications can disrupt your hormone imbalance, and these lead to effects like fatigue, appetite changes, altered sleeping patterns, low libido, sadness, even depression. Now, some of these medications are extremely disruptive to hormones. And I'm talking like corticosteroids, stimulants, cholesterol-lowering drugs, dopamine antagonists, rexanoids, glucocorticosteroids. Incredibly dangerous, but they don't tell you that it disrupts your hormones, typically the doctors that are prescribing these. Birth control is one of the most common hormone disruptors. Now, birth control pills lead to side effects like breakthrough bleeding during cycles, uh, increased uterine bleeding, blood clotting, heart attacks, strokes, migraines, increased blood pressure, weight gain, back pain, mood changes, nausea, heck, even benign tumors in liver and breast tenderness. Where Where do you find out? Read the package. Okay, the package insert for these medications, they, they, they'll call them side effects, but they're effects. Now, what foods to avoid? Obviously, anything with added sugar, anything with processed carbs or refined vegetable and seed oils, these all disrupt the hormonal system. That means no corn oil, no canola oil, no soy oil. Um, you know, we're, we're looking at those are generally poisonous. Uh, refined carbohydrates have the opposite effect of healthy fats. In fact, they lead to inflammation, which can uh, alter the balance of your hormones as well. Inflammation, your body is going to secrete cortisol, which attack, further taxes the adrenal glands. Avoid the oils high in omega-6, and this is safflower, sunflower, corn, cottonseed oil, canola, soy, soybean, and peanut oil. Super high in omega-6s. And the only omega-6 fat you want to get in your diet is called gamma-linoic acid, GLA, which can be found in hemp seeds or taken in supplement form. Um, Foods that balance hormones, and I'm talking a variety of fat-containing foods, like short, medium, and long-chain fatty acids. Your body needs various types of fats to create hormones, including saturated fats and cholesterol. So in, in now if you've had your gallbladder removed, you're going to have a problem breaking those fats to fatty acids. So you have to increase your fat intake. Now not only are these fats, and I'm talking saturated fats and cholesterol, fundamental building blocks for your hormone production, but they keep inflammation low and they boost your metabolism and they promote weight loss. Healthy fats you've got to get, like coconut oil. This has natural antibacterial and fat-burning effects. Avocado, fantastic for improving heart health, lowering inflammation, controlling your appetite. It, it, it literally contributes to your daily intake of fiber and nutrients such as potassium. Wild caught salmon is one of the best sources of omega threes. Now, omega three is lower inflammation, which allows inflammation is a healing process of the body, helps with cognitive function. And look at anchovies and mackerel and sardine, fantastic. Omega-3 fatty acids are a large component of brain cell membranes, and these are important for cell-to-cell communication in the brain. Research shows that omega-3 fatty acids help protect hippocampal neuronal loss, and this reduces um, pro-inflammatory responses. Then you have got to master your emotions. Just When you master your emotions, you change your physiology. Now... Addressing the emotional imbalances, external factors, and lifestyle choices, this can help prevent health conditions associated with hormonal imbalances. Um, This is why focus reducing on stress levels, engaging in personal reflection, taking time for yourself. When we talk practicing meditation or healing prayer, can be extremely beneficial. So can deep breathing exercises, spending times outdoors, uh, exercising every day. If you look at every study on the planet that talks about prayer and meditation, there's always an increase in healing. Prayer is amazing. So when we put up the five keys to help, proper nerve supply, why? Why? That that gets input into the hypothalamus and helps your body regenerate. The nervous system controls and coordinates every function of the body. Regular exercise, this helps your body adapt. This is why a lot of cultures don't even have terms for menopause. Proper nutrition, this means if your great-great-grandparents can recognize it, eat it. If not, don't eat it. Sufficient rest, and this is when your body regenerates in prayer and meditation. Now, we're going to be posting um this entire um menopause and menstruation series on on the videos and on the on the comments on YouTube. I want you to post your your questions there and within a week we're going to get to all of them. So if you have questions on this this radio program that you need answered, check out our YouTube videos and um or, or put the question up there and we'll try and get to as many as we can this is Dr. John Bergman your voice of reason God bless you and I love you with Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry